Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hello, everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Welcome to another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I am here today joined by Robert Shimon, who is, I, he's, he didn't describe himself as this. I'm calling him the serial entrepreneur. He is, he's focused on building wealth for investors in real estate. He is a New York Times bestselling author of the book, How, to, How Come That Idiot's Rich and I'm Not. Robert, welcome to the show. Great to be here with you, Eric, and uh, welcome, everybody. Boy, uh, Eric, I've been watching your stuff and reading your stuff for a while, and just so honored to be here with you and, and your people. So thanks for having me. Well, we're going to have a good time today, but before we get started, I, my first question is always the same. So it's a Saturday afternoon. I've fired up the grill. I've got ribeyes and prime and um burgers and hot dogs, anything you want on the grill. We, we're in Louisiana, so I've got a crawfish boil going too, but I've invited all my friends over. If you would please introduce yourself to my friends. Well, I appreciate that. It's good to be here. And uh, I'm so glad I'm an entrepreneur. You gave me Saturday off. I don't have to, <laughs> I got a break and, and buy the barbecue with you and your buddies. So uh, I'm Robert Shemin, uh, born and raised in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, what I love to do now is uh, the reason I work, I've retired three times as I uh, give back to charities and foundations. I was a homeless kid at 15 mm-hmm. uh, out on the streets, and I've never forgotten that, what it was like. And uh, I have uh, large charities where we pick up street kids. But um, some things people don't know about me is um, I uh, couldn't speak or walk uh, pretty much until I was about 10. Mm-hmm. So I was around a lot of negativity. And... Uh, when I was 10, a, a beautiful woman taught me how to speak. I even thought I'd remind me of another time I taught like that. And I uh, got my braces off. And I actually didn't really go to school or have friends. And when I was 10, my parents thought I was going to be great. He's been in school. He can speak pretty good now. And I pretty much flunked every class, dyslexia. Mm. And uh, first 29, 20 years or so, it was pretty rough. Never graduated high school from, from Nashville. And um, the love to, uh, I'm, I'm single. I was married. Uh, for quite a long time, I have a, a son, which I'm very proud of. He has the best job in the world. He is a yacht captain in Miami. What? Oh, <laughs> His yeah. His office is a boat. And in the last uh, few weeks, he's taken out Jeff Bezos, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, 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 Jamie Foxx. Uh, uh, that's his office is a boat. I love people <laughs> that create their own reality. You know, and he did it on his own. People say, oh, your dad is a rich, rich dad, you know, helped you out. Not a bit. Really proud of him. Plus, he's got good values, mm. works hard, takes care of people, has a work ethic in Miami, believe it or not. Really proud of him. Spent a lot of time with the family. Nothing better than family. Love to travel. 
Uh, that is my addiction. I think it's a healthy one. Um, I've been to 84 countries and uh, I just love going places, meeting new people. And uh, the reason I write books, I think, is so I could buy books. I, I probably uh, read a book or two a week. Wow. Uh, that's another big hobby of mine. Have done martial arts since I was young. Uh, completely changed. I think it's great for any kid or anybody. You know, discipline, focus, the uh, limitless uh, changed my life. Um, and uh, just try to be happy and uh, go around the world studying what makes people happy, what uh, what works. And I believe you can learn from everybody. Mm, uh, amen. And I've learned that we're all the same. Uh, I've been around billionaires and broke, as I mentioned, and everybody in between and people are people. And I've been to 84 countries and crazy places. And uh, pretty much people are the same, you know, family, take care of each other, trying to get ahead, trying to better themselves. And a lot of people like me, and I know you, Eric, and like to give back. And they do it in quiet ways, amazing ways. And uh, I think that's really what it's all about, being of service. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. How's that? Uh, for well, we're going to have... We're at a good time. Quick, I've already got questions right now. Quick, but, quick barbecue, uh, so I, I'll take two ribs and the steak. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep them coming. If you finish all that, we'll keep them coming. Um, here's where I want to start. As you look at your life right now, where you are this very moment, what are you most passionate about? What's getting you bed out, out of bed every morning with a smile on your face? So, you know, I, I think life's a series of moments, you know, that, you know, and everyone can think of a moment where something changed. And I'll, I'll start with a quick story. Um, a moment that changed my life about what keeps me going um, because I'm busier now, more passionate now, uh, doing better now than I think I've ever done. I was born June 10th, 1963. And I, I always have some type of mentor. I believe you need, whether it's an uncle, an aunt, a grandmother, a priest, a minister, a rabbi, you got to have somebody, a financial person yeah. holding us accountable or bouncing ideas off of. So I had this amazing mentor named Chaim. He passed away recently. Um, anyway, he, um, I, I had, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, right after, right after the, the crash, maybe a little more than that. Uh, I kind of retired, you know, uh, late forties, sold a bunch of real estate and, uh, took my son, uh, homeschooled. And our goal uh, was to go see the best beaches of the world. And we made a dent in it. I was living the life, yeah. the dream. And, after eight or nine months, I'm not saying I got bored. You can't get bored at a resort, but I felt like I wasn't doing anything, contributing. Mm. I'm yeah, okay. living the dream, you know? And I went to see Chaim and uh, he asked me a couple quick questions that I'll answer your question. Uh, he said, who's the most important person in the world? I said, well, you know, my son. And about the time he's about 15. He said, uh, well, Robert, uh, what have you... Uh, uh, what have you done in the last uh, few months that have really made you feel good besides your travels? I said, well, you know, my son, I went to a homeless shelter and volunteered for half a day, a day and gave a little money and man, it felt pretty good, you know? And uh, he said, well, you like to help. I said, yeah, I think we all like to help deep down. And he said, well, I got a friend who has a charity. And here's an interesting guy. This is a religious guy who has a charity. He recommended somebody else's charity. Very rare. Yeah. He said, why'd you do that? He goes, a friend of mine has a charity. So you're going to go back to work. And uh, you're going to not change anything, do more deals the same way you did. And your income is going to go up 300% 90 days, part-time. And you give your money to my friend's charity. And you're going to ask your son, he's going to help. Now, that time, my son was about 15, living in Miami Beach. That was our base. And, you know, we always judge people. I said, listen, I know my son. He's 15. He's a good kid. 
but he is not interested in philanthropy. <laughs> He's interested in girls and iPhones and sports, you know, like most kids. And and he goes, don't think, ask. I was shocked. I said, I was there. My kooky mentor guy says, we're going to start some charity stuff. We're going to buy defibrillators that save people's lives. And we'll have lunch and dinner with them, uh, you know, with the people's lives we saved. And I said, uh, what do you think? He goes, I'm all in. He goes, I'll work. I'll do the counting. I'll raise money. I was shocked. Wow. Wow. Went, went back to work. Uh, my income, which is impossible as an entrepreneur, as an investor, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30% increases are, are great. Yeah. And it went up 300%. And I didn't change a thing. What was the thing that changed? I was excited again. Mm. I was on purpose. I know you teach that, Eric. You talk yeah. a lot about it. I wasn't just going to make money to make money or to buy another car, which is great, you know, or to take care of your family, which is awesome. And I literally was just on fire. And ever since then, I've been uh, working with charities. They've been growing, uh, specializing in, in picking up homeless kids here in Columbia and other places. And we rehabilitate We teach them businesses. Mm. And, uh, you know, these street kids, uh, and, I, and I'm a big believer in education. I will put street smarts against uh, MBA any day. <laughs> and they're 14, 16 drug addicts. They sniff glue. They're being sexually exploited. They have nothing. And we get them off the street, get them off the drugs, give them a safe place, get them into school and offer them 48 businesses that they run and they start. And we don't just give it to them. And some of these kids have, are, are just unbelievable successful. Really? I mean, like, I, there's part of like, I'm not surprised, but what an incredible story. Because that desire, a lot of us, you know, we all say we want to start a business. We say we want to be successful. But, you know, do we really have the desire? And these kids are coming from the street and yeah. they have desire. Nothing will stop them, mm. you know, and, and their experience in negotiation uh, and overcoming obstacles. Because, I mean, every minute on the streets, an obstacle. Yeah. And I'm sorry, myself included, a lot of us are spoiled, you know. Yep. We, we haven't had to develop those skills and they can read people. I've learned more from these street kids in business than pretty much all my courses, seminars, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just as an example. And uh, so that's really what I'm, I'm really proud of and passionate of. And, and we just had Christmas. Uh, we did Christmas for over 10,000 uh, uh, homeless people, destitute moms. And, you know, I, I just, I can't wait to do more. <laughs> I, it's can exciting. we talk? Can we talk about this nonprofit a little bit more? You've lit a fire inside of something that I get excited about that I want to plug into a little bit more, especially since this is about redefining success. You're in an area, uh, you're in an area where you're getting to see probably extreme poverty. I would imagine. Yes, yeah, these... I'm in Colombia, South America. Great country, love it. Safe, beautiful, but you know, a lot of Americans. And listen, I, I've been on the street. I, you know, to this day, I, it's funny, uh, Eric. Today, I went to the ATM and some money came out. Yeah. And I'll never forget when nothing came out, <laughs> you know, you put in 20, then you put 10, you put a dollar. And every time I'm so grateful when that ATM works, <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm, I've been there, man. I've had no money. I've not had food. You know, I know what it's like, not so bad, but I've had a taste of it. Well, but what you're, what you're really hitting on here that I want to spend a little bit more time talking about and maybe get you to unpack it. it it's something that I, that my wife and I are passionate about is if we really want to solve poverty, the idea in America is you just give people stuff and you try But really what I've been more passionate about, it sounds like you're passionate about as well, is that teaching people how to do business and how to create their own and giving them hope for their own future rather than hope that somebody else is going to show up tomorrow is the difference in really alleviating poverty. 
Yes. And I'll tell you, they did a study, uh, radical. They went to Africa and interviewed like 10,000 recipients of, of aid. And they said, tell us what you want. That's radical. Ask the people what they want. Yeah. And the first thing they said is stop sending us food. Mm. They said, show us a way where we can make a living. And listen, you know, a lot of you, you're, you help people with your church, your counselors, you know, better than I, we had an army of social workers, psychiatrists study what we're doing. And all the single moms, homeless women, kids, they all say that, that when I when I could go out and make money in my own little business, even if it was a dollar, my self-esteem went up. Yeah. Uh, my worth went up. I got happier. Not just the money, where they make a little bit, some, some making a lot, just to be able to create and do something and get away from their abusive situation. Mm. Not have to, and it, it's it's just life changing. You know, something that they create, they're proud of. And that's it's all about empowering, but they've got to want to do it. Oh yeah, you know, we all project. Oh my my drunk, uh, you know, a cousin. Uh, you know, I'm going to give him a job and and help him out. Well, he don't want to be helped. So yeah. we make them work for it. They got to write a letter. They got to apply. They got to stick with it. They got to tell us why they want. Number one determinant of success, as you know, is desire. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, most of them have it. Some don't. You got to dig in. Well, what's interesting we my, we had a we had an opportunity to go to one of the poorest towns in Mississippi. And while we were there driving around one of the communities, there, here's, here was the, the thing that really hit me was who's the dreamer? Who has hope here? So when you, you know, one of the, I dream of owning a business. I dream of doing this. But if you've never seen that modeled for you, how can you ever dream it? Yeah. So how are you guys finding an opportunity to plug these dreams into the people that are coming through the centers so and the groups? It's very interesting. Uh, a lot, you know, it's funny. A lot of people here do have that dream, but they have no clue how to do it. Like you said, okay. and we have our kids go out and show them and they talk to them because they don't listen to me. You know, I'm like, I'm out of their reality. I'm an, you know, an older white dude from America, you know, boring, yep. whatever I, I do speak the languages and we do in America too, a student financial league, but the, and, and, and you and just show them that it can be done with an example. And all of a sudden, there's it's like you said, a light bulb goes like, and that's what got me. Um, I was broke, miserable, and I met a guy, same as me, never graduated, who did well. I'm like, wait a minute. Somebody else did this? Maybe I can do it. Mm. They got to see that one person, you know, because uh, I was brought up, if you don't have money, you're not going to have money. All the rich are rich, the poor get poor, you know, uh, go to school, suffer, work, suffer some more, and that's it. You know, maybe when you're 70, you, you've saved a few dollars and you retire and you die. That was our plan. Right. You know, and, you know, if you don't like it, suffer more. <laughs> We're not in that club. Right. Right. So and that's how you feel. But when they see one person who gives that flicker of hope. Yeah, that's it. For example, they're like, well, well maybe I can. You see that. You see that their face change, that oh, there's I, a chance. I they don't really it. believe it, but they believe there's a chance. Yes. That's why we all play the lottery. We know we're not going to win. But there's, there's that chance. That's all we need is just the flicker of a possibility. One out of 12 billion, I got a chance. So you've got a nonprofit that in one sense is helping people answer the question, how come that idiot's rich and I'm not, right? So that's what your nonprofit's yep. doing. But man, before we get into what you're doing, what do you think is the biggest obstacle for most entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs in the United States? To, because all the opportunities here, yep. if you can do well, it in Colombia, you can do it here. First of all, we have, you know, I was just in Ivory Coast, Africa, um, uh, Middle East, uh, of course, South America. 
And listen, I'm the most proud American. My uh, great uncle, Will Shemin, Medal of Honor winner, we, immigrants from Russia, came with nothing. Mm. I, I'm the biggest believer in America, love America. And we have no idea how easy we got it. <laughs> that is true. I mean, we really take it for granted. I mean, here in Columbia, if you don't work, you don't eat. I mean, mm. there's no programs. There's no one to help you pretty much, you know, and people try. They work hard. They're, they don't, there's no bumps. They go on the street and learn a circus. Like, so the biggest obstacle, and if you don't mind today, we're going to do happy hour, two for one. I'm going to give you two quick answers. Yes, please. I, you know, I've probably spoken to three or 4 million people about entrepreneurship. And I'm really fascinated by this. What your question is great question. And I think number one is fear, mm. which is really stupid. You know, I'm going to look bad. Well, I already looked bad. <laughs> you know, when I was broke, <laughs> you know, I mean, and nobody really cares so much if you fail, but you're going to fail. Right. You know? I'm going to tell everybody right now, you, you're, you're scared to start because you're going to fail. I promise you, I fail eight to 10 times a day, but you're still in business. You're still moving forward. You overcome, you learn. There's no such thing as failure, either learning or success. Mm. And the, the second um, uh, thing is, um, and this is a problem in America, comfort. Mm. You know, we all say, man, I want to start a business. As you know, it's work and effort, or I want to, you know, start some disciplined investing program. It's, it's discipline and effort. And, you know, I'm kind of comfortable. I got a house, iPhone, I got two cars or a car and we got two jobs and we take a little vacation and we have, we're sitting in our pretty nice place with all the luxuries. And, you know, a lot of people say they want it, but they're just too comfortable. Mm. Not enough pain. There's not enough motivation or reason. And I really think that's a problem everywhere, but more so in America where, you know, we may not think we're doing so well. But if my kids out in the street, you know, saw you, they're like, man, he's got shoes. <laughs> you know, I wish yeah, I had a pair. Right. I had one shoe. You know, <laughs> well, I had three meals. That had a meal in, in you know, 24 hours. Uh, mm. You know, I've got no place to sleep tonight, you know. Um, and and, no, I, and we, I really, Go ahead. No, keep going. I don't want to stop you. Yeah. No, and by the way, I know you probably felt this too. You know, everybody thinks they got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got problems sometimes. People go, why do you really work with the street kids? I say, well, we help them. It's, I think it's got to get back. The really one of the main reasons is selfish reason. All my problems go away, Eric. Mm. I just did a special needs thing. You know, everybody, I got a you know bank problem. I got this problem, a little family problem, challenge, whatever you want to call it. I like to use challenge, not problem. And man, I see these cancer kids and moms mm. who have special needs kids or people who have literally nothing and they don't complain. Yep. And as my son says, you know, I live in, we live in the first world. We have first world problems, man. My car leases do, you know, I, I'm stressing my, you know, my, you know, mortgage on my 3000 square foot home or whatever it may be. I mean, everybody right. has problems, you know, but it really puts everything in perspective. Oh. So if you I challenge everybody go down and volunteer to homeless shelter, oh. veterans, whatever you're into for a, a day. Take your kids and you'll be amazed. Yeah, you're helping them. They're going to feel good that you showed up. It's going to change you more than anything. And it but, really I mean, and that was probably going to be my next question. For the person who's stuck, what would you recommend that they do? Or what do you do to challenge them to get out of that mindset? Well, the first thing is, what's your real why for doing it? You know, yeah. um, just to make money. Okay, that's okay. But it usually doesn't work so well. You know, I really want to help my family. You know, really? Well, why, why, why? And then start with step one, you know. I know myself, I was like overanalyzing everything for a year, trying to figure out the entire U.S. economy, investment market, politics, uh, before I did anything. And, you know, take everybody's busy. 
take 20 minutes, you know, start investigating, start learning, start calling people, start going to meetings, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, you know, and take step one, you know, uh, one of my trainers uh, changed my life because I was in an accident a while ago. I used to go to the gym, you know, like four days a week. And I know it doesn't look like it, but uh, when I, I got back, he goes, listen, go 12 minutes. I'm like, what are you talking about? I used to go for like an hour, man. I'm, I'm a tough guy. Right. It's habits. Mm. Habits of success. Go 12 minutes, do this, just like investing, just like real yep. estate, just like yep. you know, get started, little piece. Then next week, increase 20%. Then you're going 14, 15 minutes. Well, within six, eight weeks, you're up to you know 45 minutes an hour. Right. Get started. Stop thinking. Stop wondering. Because the minute you think about it, you're stressing, worrying about stuff that never happens. And the stuff you don't think about always happens. <laughs> yeah. You, do, you know, until you get a customer or until you get that uh, first investment or that first house or whatever you're into, you're not going to know how to do it. We, we got to learn by doing. Mm. I know what you're doing. Don't just go buy, you know, an investment, but get started. Well, you've taken a word that I like to use, which is simplicity over complexity. Quit making it so stinking hard. Yep. Just and, and I wrote that book. Listen, there, there's people out there that, you know, are super smart accountants and physicists. And I have a lot of cousins who are doctors. God bless them. Most <laughs> of the multimillionaires I met are pretty darn simple. Yeah. You know, they... They, they just, they're like, they just start doing it. They get it done. They focus. They don't get distracted and they don't let anybody talk them out of it. They listen and they just do it. And it grows mm. and grows and grows. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's a process, but you know, if I lined up our top hundred investors who are multi, multi mentors, you'd be shocked. You think some are homeless, uh, you know, but they're just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the deal. And they're not thinking or talking or worrying or wondering or analyzing. So with everything that you've got going on right now with your nonprofits and with things like that, I mean, how do people, are you are you coaching right now? I mean, what's the work that you're, what's the best work that you're doing with entrepreneurs and business owners and things like that right now for any listeners who are like, man, I need to plug into what this guy's doing. Yeah, so first of all, I do a lot of seminars in English, robertsherman.com, real estate. I do them in Spanish, actually, in America. Um, and I do them internationally. I got the books and videos. So I used to coach one-on-one -on -one and I love that, yeah. but I don't have so much time. So now we do groups and, uh, you know, we give a lot of stuff free and, you know, free speeches. And then we do the higher, you know, higher end stuff. And, uh, just, and then, you know, I got the videos. Just, I think, you know, you got to give a, a lot of value these days. And I think whatever you do, if they go see a free video, they get value on my Instagram or website. Hopefully they buy it. I know you got a book, they get you know, a hundred times more value of that book than the cost. They come to a seminar. They're going to, and if they don't, then something's not right. You know, yeah. you got to take care of people. Always give value, you know? And that's another thing too. Hey, I want to make money. That's what I used to think. And you can make money and you should make money. But now it's like, what can I do of value or what am I passionate about? Or what can I change? Mm. And also how can I make it maybe into a business if that's what we want to do or do it better. And that's where the real wealth comes. Yeah. Yeah. Not only on a monetary, but on a satisfaction. Every time, Eric, I just tried to make money. I made some money. I lost money, but I didn't feel good. Mm. You sacrifice mm. your health, your stress, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so I think that's the real, the, the, the real thing we try to teach is collaboration um, and, and giving back and really having an impact, not just going out to somebody, you know, go make a bunch of money, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. 
you know, what are you going to do with the money? <laughs> well, you said we, we, we miss, I missed this window right here. Cause I, I'm, so I'm going to circle back to it real quick. Cause you just kind of alluded to it. I mean, so if your only focus is on you, whether it's making money or whatever, but if all your focus is on you, you totally missed the point. One of the things I've loved, and it sounds like exactly the same experience you're having, because um, we've even done this with my kids, is like getting somewhere that makes you uncomfortable, whether it's a mission trip in a third world country, or it's going to a homeless shelter, or it's going just even down the street, but being somewhere and being somewhere that makes you I like to call it, it disrupts your mindset and your thinking to realize how good you have it is really what I've found. And what you keep to be saying, seem to be saying is that's really the secret because then you figure out it's not about you. Yeah. And, and giving back, there's something bigger than yourself, whatever it is, your God, your religion, your cause. But what you said is, Hugo, what's your biggest fear now? And, and you mentioned is, is being comfortable because Aaron, mm. you learn when you're uncomfortable. I love that word disrupt, yeah. you know? Um, you know, if everybody's was just handed to you, you know, if, if you went to a casino and just won all the time, it'd get really boring, mm. <laughs> you know, after maybe after a year, <laughs> you know, you won every hand and, you know, that's a bad example, but you know, I welcome challenge. That's how we grow and learn. Like I said, there's only, um, learning and success. Mm. You, know, you might call it failure. You might call it uncomfortable, but you know, you, you know, that's how people learn. Mm. Um, that's how people go get close together. You know, you're going to get, a. have been in a, a combat situations. I've been in really bad situations, um, you know, not safe. And man, you have real conversations. You make relationships real quick, uh, you know, as opposed to talking about which buffet you're going to go eat at. Right. And I'm not telling you to go to a dangerous situation, but stretch yourself just like uh, exercise or learn something new. Um, go somewhere that you're not comfortable. Uh, and empower your kids. Make you know, I made my son open an account and learn about this. I didn't just give it to him. Make him learn. Yeah. And he made mistakes. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. But that's how he learned. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I Robert, we're, and the I, only unfortunately, way we don't have enough time based on kind of how my show how long the show typically runs. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. One, is there anything you didn't get to talk about it that you wanted to make sure you shared and I didn't ask you the right question? Oh, for that's a great question, but First of all, your questions are great. And, uh, you know, I, I can't think of one, but uh, I think the thing is, is everyone probably listening or watching uh, probably says, well, you know, I've got this challenge. I don't have enough money. Mm. We all have excuses. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. My family, I don't feel well. And those are excuses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Change the, your language. Everything changes. Yes. Don't say I don't have enough time. Say it's not a priority. Mm. when you make something a priority hey i'm going to spend 50 minutes and feed my kids you don't say you know what i'm not going to feed my baby today i'm busy you know it's a priority yeah make your wealth make your success make your learning a priority. even if it's 15 minutes that's a big one change your language uh everything changed i think is something I, I talk about that maybe will help some people and the next thing is i've met billionaires and millionaires and every one of them has insecurities fears <laughs> worries problems stresses and like I said, I mean, uh, I started with no money, uh, you know, never finished high school. Every one of my family said I'm insane to start my business. They're still saying that, by the way, while they're trying to borrow money from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just get started. Do what you want. Yeah. No one's going to care about you or your dreams more than you. And the last thing I want to say, a real quick tip, is you don't have to be alone. Mm. Build a team. Yeah. I tried to do everything myself the first years. It kind of worked. I was stressed out and there's great people out there, system team, 
you're not alone. Most entrepreneurs, investors feel like I'm the only one. And literally, I tell people, I don't do that much now. My team does work. We all get paid when we make money. We share the profits. And when I come to the office, which this is my office, they say, Robert, could you please leave? You're bothering us. <laughs> and that's what you want. A real business, real people, real team, real system, uh, whatever you want to do. I love that. I love that. If people want to get in touch with you, follow you, keep up with what Robert's got going on, where can they do that? Robert Shemin, S-H-E-M-I-N, uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, I think the website has some free stuff on there. Say hello if you need something. If you're yeah. a friend of Eric's, you're a friend of mine, uh, ask us how we can help you. You might be amazed. That's the thing. People don't ask enough. Yeah, you know? they don't. And if you ask, you might get it. There we go. There we yep. go. Robert, it has been a pleasure. I, we've reached the end of the show where I always ask the same question. So I'm going to ask you, in three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Wow. And that's what my mentor asked me. He goes, when uh, your, people ask your son, what does your son do? Or in three generations, what did your great, 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 whatever Robert do? Uh, what do you want him to say? And I said at that time, I don't know. Now I know. He helped change people's lives. Mm. Impact, service. That's the real wealth. That's the real legacy. It took me about 50 years to find that out. Please don't wait so long. <laughs> it's all about giving back, helping out, being of service. Uh, people have helped me. And if, if they can say that uh, now or 100 years from now, in three generations, that's it. They're not going to remember the money you made or uh, the awards you won. But if you made an impact, changed mm -hmm. people's lives, that's you're immortal. Ah, that's beautiful. Robert, I wish we had more time, but you've just you given us so much. Thank you so much for being on the show and being with us today. And I want to thank all y'all for listening and watching. And Eric, uh, an honor to be here. And you keep up your good work. I know you're changing lives every day, mentally, financially. And that's what it's all about. And, and you got to feel good about that. Absolutely. I do. I do. Thank you so much, everyone, for being with us. We will be with you again next time. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavit.com dot com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, 
all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.